So, so this is uh, fried rokukin, and you dip it in, it's, it's really good peach jam here, and you eat it. Mm. This is why I come every year for this. Welcome to season three of Undercurrents. We're doing something unusual here by starting things off with a bonus episode in which we go back in time to investigate the sale of a quilt called Threads of Africa that's sold for an unbelievable price. But in order to do that, we have to first talk about relief sales. Cooking in the rain, I'm cooking in the rain. My name is Ken Ogasawara, and I'm part of the community engagement team at Mennonite Central Committee in Ontario. Undercurrents is one way to tell the rich stories coming from our community of partners, program participants, staff, and others. Undercurrents is brought to you by Kindred Credit Union. Kindred's purpose is cooperative banking that connects values and faith with finances, inspiring peaceful, just, and prosperous communities. Embodying the spirit of mutual aid put into faithful practice, Kindred has been grateful to be a longtime supporter of the new Hamburg Mennonite Relief Sale. We moved here three years ago, so we've been coming every year since we moved here. Um, the relief sale is a festive and magical place where Mennonites wrestle joyfully between their naturally frugal disposition and the urge to indulge in the hedonistic pleasures of deep-fried treats and the extravagant beauty of handmade quilts. Every year, more than two dozen relief sales across Turtle Island raise millions of dollars for MCC. The relief sale I'm most familiar with is the New Hamburg Mennonite Relief Sale, a stone's throw from my hometown. The atmosphere is like a county fair. Live music, bouncy castles and face painting, and tons of food. We're talking hearty fare like donuts, french fries, spring rolls. There are pies and tarts and watermelon. There are various meats on buns. All of these food vendors are in fact volunteers from churches across Southern Ontario who put their own time money, expertise, and equipment to full use to feed the hungry masses every year. Probably my favorite part is the apple fritters, but I should probably say the donuts. Um, we're making them nice and crispy, because that's what we like about our french fries. I've got some pies, and some pupusas, and some pepperettes. The, the ball, what's it called? The pea balls. The pea balls, yeah, 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 that's yeah. good. Yeah. But if there's one draw that might eclipse the delicious food, it's the quilts. Every year, thousands of gorgeous quilts are painstakingly designed, created, and donated to be sold at relief sales all across Canada and the US. They come in all shapes and sizes, from exquisite little crib quilts to billowing king-size bed covers. Every year at the New Hamburg sale, there is a feature quilt, a special piece that is, well, featured. They're always spectacular, top-notch in both artistry and craft. And there is one woman who has made a queen-sized impact on the landscape of the feature quilt over the past two decades. Her name is Renske Helmuth. Last year, I gave one of my own, and uh, my husband still just kind of shouldn't have done that. You could have done another one. I like that one. Well, then you should have told me. <laughs> and I have so many. Rensky created her first feature quilt for the New Hamburg sale in 1999 and since then has created eight more feature quilts. Each of these unique quilts is a collaborative effort with dozens, 
sometimes up to 100 quilters, joining in to create the individual panels that are brought together under Rensky's direction and sharp eye. She's also won awards at international quilting competitions and traveled widely teaching the fine art of quilting. But when it comes to making a quilt for the relief sale, Rensky isn't thinking about awards or personal artistry. There is only one goal in mind. These quilts are made to make money for MCC. Right. That's the main goal. Right. And when, I, when you start something for yourself, you, you do it different. This one is made to, to sell. So you try and make something that people will like. Something not, right. You might not like it, but no, no, it, it's, yeah. it's a different mindset. Right. It's so, not for your own taste. It's not for my taste. It's... Renske learned this lesson early on in her career with the relief sale. Oh, yeah, I did two for the relief sale with the church. And they were not bad. The one was um, a mariner compass, and that sold really well. And then I made the blue one, what I thought was really nice, and it didn't do well. And I was on my way home, and you know the song, Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. Renska's defining gift as a quilter has been to come up with a unique idea and to inspire others to join her in its creation. She understands that it's not just about the design, it's the story behind the quilt that people are fascinated by. This is why for the 2015 feature quilt, she traveled all the way to East Africa to source materials for the quilt that came to be called Threads of Africa. I did. There was not much fabric in Kenya. We went to Tanzania and in Arusha, I went to the market and I bought a lot of fabric because you can buy small pieces. You buy six meters of each, but you have to think that you have to take it home. So I only took like and divided it up between different people and, and fabric is kind of heavy. So um, I had all this fabric then to come up with an idea that took a while. And uh, once I walk every day, so I walked and then the idea came. Her idea was to piece together a collage of images, inspired by what she had seen on her trip to East Africa. She took this general idea to the Waterloo County Quilters Guild, where Renske had been a member for over 20 years. I uh, told the guild members that I was making quilt for the leaf sale if they were interested. This group of quilters, along with those from her church, are Renske's regular collaborators on her relief sale quilts, and she is quick to point out that none of her quilts would have been possible without their help. Well, 30-some people were interested, and they all came to our place for a Saturday, like in different groups, and they could get ideas, look at books, get the fab. They had to use fabric that I had. Then they went home, made the blocks, and then the big job was to put it all together. Of the 200 or so quilts made every year for the New Hamburg relief sale, many sell for a couple hundred dollars. Some, like a feature quilt, might go for a few thousand. But occasionally, the stars align for the only kind of war that MCC condones, a bidding war. Quilt auction at the New Hamburg Mennonite relief sale is, as I've said, a big draw. The action takes place in a former hockey arena. At the auction's peak mid-morning, there are probably close to a thousand people packed in there to watch the show. There's a stage set up near center ice. On this stage are a few clerks sitting at a table, keeping track of the quilts that have sold. There is a large rotating quilt display that the selling quilt is laid out on. 
Each quilt is carefully draped on this board and shown off by two Mennonite women in conservative dress and white gloves. These women are cold-blooded professionals. I've never seen them so much as crack a smile or raise an eyebrow, no matter how energized the bidding got. And last but not least, the master of ceremonies who presides over the whole show, the auctioneer. I'm Mennonite myself. I think uh, I was asked to, to be a part of it as a bid taker to begin with, and then uh, um, and then as an auctioneer. Well, I believe I've been doing it there for 25 years or so. This is Gary Yancey, professional auctioneer. As a boy growing up on a dairy farm, he would skip school to go to cattle auctions with his dad, enthralled by the speed and charisma of the auctioneers. After getting home from these auctions, young Gary would round up some cattle in the barn and auction them off to imaginary bidders. Gary was the one working the stage on Saturday, May 30th, 2015, when that year's feature quilt, Threads of Africa by Renska Helmuth and the Waterloo County Quilting Guild, came up for sale. How do you know what number to start at? You know, because you're not starting every quilt with the same price base. No, that's that's a really good question. Typically, uh, with this quilt auction, there is no real set price, and it just depends on the people wanting it. And but this one in particular, I had an idea. Uh, it was a promotional quilt, I believe, and uh, I had an idea. It could go quite good. Gary started the bidding off at $7,000, but wasn't getting any bites, so he dropped it down to $3,000, and that's where the bidding started. We'll just pause it here. This is a moment where I thought this quilt would only stop, would only go for ten thousand. Okay. So I stopped and kind of talked a little bit about it. But this is in my head, thinking maybe this is where it's going to end. Calling out an auction when the bids are flying left and right is fun, but it's when the bidding stalls that an auctioneer really gets to work. Ten thousand, one more time, young lady. Ten thousand, unbelievable quilt. Ten thousand. Then it got excited. <laughs> right. You hope to get a certain amount, right? And then. So what was your hope for Threads of Africa? What were you thinking, like, the amount? Well, it would be nice to get 10,000. 10,000, okay. You know, that would be a really good. Right. And then you can always hope for more. But it's an auction. And I've been to enough auctions where things don't work out. And something that should go way higher didn't. And something that's not quite there go sky high. You have two people that want it bad. That's all you need. You need two that are interested. For many years, there were a few generous quilt enthusiasts who could be counted on to pay top dollar for quilts. One of these was the late Bruce Maneri, who passed away in 2016, just a year after this auction took place. He was the owner of Lens Mills Stores, a family-run fabric and textile business with locations all over southwestern Ontario. Bruce and his family had become generous supporters of the relief sale and of the quilt auction in particular, 
buying dozens of quilts over the years, which are proudly displayed in their stores. But as strong as Bruce Maneri's support was, as Renska said, in an auction, it takes two to tango. So allow me to introduce to you... Emily Hansberger. I've been making quilts for the relief sale since 1995. I think I was looking back to some pictures I had taken. So I was counting them up, I think 35 quilts at least that I've donated. I knew this was a generous donation of time, energy, and materials. But when I asked Emily how long it took to make a quilt, this is the question you don't ask a quilter. How long did it take and how much did it cost? Because you, well, some people do keep track of hours, but you know, that would be so depressing, you know, because what do you start? When you're shopping for the fabric, when you're washing the fabric, ironing the fabric, cutting the fabric, you know, like it just, just takes a long time. People are there to get a really nice quilt for next to nothing, you know, like less than the, the fabric costs sometimes. And people will say, oh, well, think of the total and it's all going to a good cause and stuff. But you still spent a few months at least making that thing. And, uh, Emily was ready to put her money where her mouth was. She had worked with Renske on Threads of Africa and thought it was worthy of a good price. And she was ready to spend her own money to make that happen. First, I checked my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure I wouldn't like get caught at the desk and say, oh, I'll, maybe, I'll, I'll call you on Monday kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so I knew. And I'm also um, involved in uh, Grandmothers to Grandmothers, which is a Stephen Lewis Foundation group of women who are helping grandmothers in sub-Saharan Africa. So in the back of my mind, I thought if I got the quilt, I would donate it to them. And, you know, just tried to play it cool until the time came. It's at this point, after Gary has labored at $10,000, that Emily and Bruce go toe-to-toe. This is where I started thinking, this is going to get exciting. You can tell the bidding has slowed a little bit. It's getting into high numbers. <laughs> so people are, or the two parties are now thinking, this is a lot of money, but it's all going to a good cause. That's another thing in their heads, is it's going to, all the money is going to a good cause. My adrenaline is just running. At this point, he keeps looking at me. At this time, this is the purse I was carrying. I sort of went, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's small purse. And Renski was sitting down there going, what is Emily doing? 
Most people have a, a number set in their mind of where they're going to stop. Um, and it's somewhat my job to convince them to go over that number. I'm assuming they had a limit in their head of 35 or 36 or even less than that. And it just, uh, just the momentum, uh, it went way over what they were thinking they were going to spend. And I'm wondering if uh, once it hit over 40, that was, um, that was their limit. I put this question to Emily. Can I ask you what, in your head, what limit did you sort of roughly have? About 42, yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Emily would need to bid $43,000 to beat Bruce Maneri's bid. But with the discipline and focus of an expert quilter, she kept her wits and stuck to her budget. Just think about what you're buying here and the money going to big cost. 42, 43,000, young lady. 43. Take another breath, take another bid. 43,000. 42. 43,000. One more time. 43. We all done? And 42. I'd say out of my almost 30 years in this career, that would be one of my definitely highlights. And that's that's what part of it is an auction, is the buzz, the adrenaline running, the crowds cheering on. And uh, yeah, it's, it's an awesome uh, feeling for both the buyer and for myself and for everyone else. Everybody knows this money is totally being donated. So it's, it's a win-win everywhere. Bruce Maneri ended up with the winning bid, buying Threads of Africa for $42,000. You would be excused for assuming that would be enough to put it in the top spot in the history of MCC relief sale quilt auctions, but you would be wrong. In 2002, a quilt called Kaleidoscope of Nations sold for $44,000. I'll give you one guess as to who made that quilt. Well, it would be nice to get 10000 Renske is philosophical about the success of her quilts. She did not expect Kaleidoscope of Nations to sell for as much as it did. And she certainly didn't expect lightning to strike twice. Oh, well, what now? And I said, well, it never happens again. But I dare say it could happen again, because the 2022 feature quilt, being auctioned off on Saturday, May 28th, is once again by Renske Helmuth. And get this, it's her last one. For now, I say, this is it. Yeah, okay, this is it. If there's another one, it will be a bonus. But it takes a lot of thinking. The thinking part is harder than the doing part. This last quilt has some similarities to Threads of Africa. Renske went on another MCC learning tour to collect fabric, this time to Nepal. Renske sat on this fabric, perhaps literally, for nearly three years before inspiration struck. The end result is a gorgeous work of art with 16 panels depicting scenes of everyday life in Nepal. A woman with a bright smile carrying a basket on her head. A group of women hoeing in a field. A landscape with rice fields in the foreground and the majestic Himalayans in the background. Some of these images were inspired directly by photos that Renske herself had taken on her trip. The quilt is called Glimpses of Nepal. It's stunning and a fitting conclusion to Renske's remarkable legacy. 
I'm just amazed at the weight behind these pies. So this feeling is like it's maybe about a good solid five pounds of pie. That's nuts. Picture this, a family patiently hand-making spring rolls in a church basement. Renska piecing together individual quilt panels made by dozens of quilters. Emily, with her heart racing, bidding for a prized quilt. A family in Ukraine, receiving an MCC relief kit. What do all of these things have in common? These scenes all contribute to something greater than the sum of its parts. Perhaps this year, wherever you are, one small part that you can do is to visit a relief sale near you. I've put a link to all the relief sales across Canada and the US in the show notes. And if you live in Ontario, do as Emily did. Mark the date on your calendar, check your bank account, and get ready to bid. I'd like to thank Renske Helmuth, Emily Hunsberger, Gary Yancey, and the thousands of volunteers across Canada and the US for your service at relief sales over the years. A special debt of gratitude to the quilters. Thank you for every stitch, every hour, and every ounce of love you've poured into your art. Your contributions are priceless. Huge thank you to Kindred Credit Union for sponsoring Undercurrents and the New Hamburg Mennonite Relief Sale. Also a big thank you to Lens Mill Stores, who have continued their tradition of supporting the relief sale by sponsoring this year's quilt auction. Thanks to producer Kristen Kong for her invaluable support in putting this episode together. This episode was mixed by Francois Goudreau, theme music by Brian McMillan, and artwork by Jesse Bergen. And of course, thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode coming out in June. My name is Kanogasawara. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs>